This is Frank Dominguez for the WDAV Piedmont Arts Podcast. When the Charlotte Symphony wraps up its latest classical series concerts at the Knight Theater on Friday and Saturday, they'll play music by a familiar name on concert programs, Mozart, whose beloved Jupiter Symphony is among the selections. But they'll also perform something from Off the Beaten Path, a work which is distinctive not only for being by a living composer, but also because it's written for the tuba. The CSO's principal tuba, Aubrey Ford, will perform Lament from the Concerto for Tuba by Mark Petering. He's received numerous awards, including winning the composition competition of the Music Festival of the Hamptons. And he joins me now by telephone from his office at Carthage College in Wisconsin, where he's a music professor. Welcome, Mark, and thanks for making some time to talk to me. Thank you. Now, a tuba concerto is rare enough on concert programs, but the work for which you won the competition I just mentioned is really unusual. So before we talk about the tuba concerto the Charlotte Symphony is playing, tell me about the work that won you that composition prize. Sure. The uh, Music Festival of the Hamptons held a uh, composition competition for uh, student composers uh, to write a seven-minute piece for a chamber orchestra and tape recording of a live uh, train that would pass by the festival tent uh, in Bridgehampton, uh, Long Island. And uh, they were having problems with the train passing by the tent and uh, causing noise during, a, during various concerts and so forth. And so they thought they'd turn uh, lemons into lemonade and, and actually use the train as a, as a source of uh, sound and to inspire new musical composition. And so I actually ended up writing an orchestral work which utilized that recording at the end of my piece. And when I actually got out to the Hamptons, they told me I had actually a use of a, a real, live Long Island Railroad locomotive. And so I timed the locomotive to, uh, to pass the festival tent at 30 miles an hour at the end of my piece, blaring its horns. And the dramatic uh, effects of that were uh, unforgettable. So uh, it was written up in the New York Times and rated uh, top 10 all-time uh, composition, evoking railways by Gramophone Magazine. And so it was a, a wonderful uh, thing to happen uh, for my career. As an occasional rider of the Long Island Railroad when I was in college, I only wish I could have been at that festival. That should have been a lot of fun to hear that performance. Yes, and actually we do have a YouTube uh, 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 recording of that, so anybody who wants to go to Mark Petering Hampton's Train on the YouTube site, uh, you'll be able to see uh, an encore presentation we did uh, about 10 years ago. I will definitely be checking that out. After writing something like that, a concerto for tuba doesn't seem so strange. So how did this work come about that's going to be performed by Aubrey Ford and the Charlotte Symphony? I met Aubrey's mom when I was first working with a contemporary music group in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And um, she was very uh, interested in the work that I was, was writing. And eventually she introduced me to her son, Aubrey, and we got talking about this uh, about, I think, in 2002, actually. And then ultimately in 2008, we uh, formalized uh, uh, a contract and we raised money for the project. And um, so 10 years later, we're having a world premiere of, of the first movement. So we're really happy to be at a wonderful orchestra in, in the Charlotte Symphony. Tell me a little bit about uh, what the sound world of this particular concerto is like. The work utilizes, um, obviously, the traditional resources of winds, brass, and strings. And it also utilizes a lot of pitch percussion. So you hear a lot of glockenspiel and vibraphone and marimba. And these um, percussion instruments uh, sort of evoke an eastern musical aesthetic, and I'm combining that with kind of Western counterpoint and, and also being inspired by the Balinese gamelan sort of all at the same time. And then you have Aubrey um, 
providing another layer of counterpoint above above um, all of these other musical layers, and it's a very uh, uh, evocative and um, fascinating piece for, for people to listen to. It's an obvious question, I guess, but hopefully no less relevant for that. What are the special challenges for you as a composer about writing for the tuba as a solo instrument? Yeah, I think the first thing was to just overcome kind of the general stereotype that the tuba is sort of like the clown of the orchestra. Um, and, uh, you know, you think of uh, polka bands. I'm from Milwaukee, so we have a lot of that, of course, that, uh, during our summer festivals, and which is all wonderful. But the tuba is actually a very agile instrument. And Aubrey was um, just amazing at, quite frankly, being able to play anything I threw at him. And so I didn't hold back at all. I mean, you're going to hear musical lines played by Aubrey uh, that you would normally associate with maybe a jazz trumpet or clarinet. And Aubrey's just a fantastic performer, so um, I think you're going to hear something very special. And conversely, uh, we've spoken a little bit about the challenges of writing for the tuba as a solo instrument. What about it was uh, particularly uh, exciting for you or stimulated you? I think the the, the enormous range, um, both the sort of different emotional ranges that you can get from the tuba, obviously very um, you know, a direct and it could be even angry or whatever, but also very plaintive and lyrical and it's higher range. It almost sounds like a human voice, quite frankly, in the hands of a, of a great performer like Aubrey. And uh, just, again, just trusting myself to actually allow, um, you know, uh, musical material that I wouldn't normally associate with a tuba to be actually written for the tuba and just trusting Aubrey that he was able to be um, a, a wonderfully agile performer with the material and, um, sort of integrating the tuba, which is a very Western instrument, obviously. It was sort of put forward by Wagner in uh, you know, the mid-19th century, and contrasting that with, um, obviously, some very Eastern ideas from the Balinese gamelan, for example, or just this idea of continual um, use of pitch percussion. And so there's this very um, fascinating contrast between East and West, but I think it really comes together very nicely. Mark Petering, thanks so much for speaking with me. Thanks for having me. Now I'm going to bring in the soloist for the work which Mark composed, the Charlotte Symphony's Aubrey Ford. Aubrey, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Frank. Now, how did this commission come about? It was about 12 or 13 years ago. Um, I was a student finishing my degree at uh, my master's degree at Rice University. And my parents sort of recognized that uh, there were some things that I would need as a professional later on. Um, one of those things was a uh, larger instrument. Um, but they also recognized that I was really interested in pushing the boundaries of the tuba as a solo instrument. So they offered to me uh, the opportunity to support the commissioning of a solo piece. And I was very interested in that. Um, so they uh, started reaching out through their contacts. My mom uh, had been the manager of the local contemporary music ensemble in Milwaukee for several years. Uh, the name of the ensemble was Present Music. And uh, they, they had a very active concert series. Um, I believe they still do. And um, so she... Um, went to one of the composers with whom she had interacted through Present Music's educational series. And uh, that composer was Mark. Uh, and she had been very impressed by his work, uh, both with the students and his actual um, musical uh, creations. So uh, she 
asked if he would be interested, and uh, of course he was. And he had never written really for the tuba as a solo instrument before, as as I would imagine most <laughs> composers haven't. Um, so, you know, we set about trying to figure out how we could go about getting this done. And there was a fee involved and, of course, expenses. Um, you know, there's there's a lot that you need to do as a composer. You need to uh, print the music. You have to have a pressing. You have to have an engraving, that sort of thing. And all that stuff, of course, costs money. Um, so we ended up putting together sort of a commission um, project, a consortium, where we used quite a bit of our social capital in Milwaukee to ask friends, um, family, to give whatever they felt was, um, you know, whatever they felt comfortable giving to make this thing happen. Um, and, you know, we, we had uh, several, like, promotional um, photos, videos. At one point, when the first draft of the movement that I'm playing uh, next week, or actually this week, um, was completed, uh, I played it with the MIDI file in front of a large audience <laughs> of supporters. And that was interesting because, you know, th there's no conductor, there's no pianist. So, you know, you, you have to go with whatever the computer yeah. is, is doing on its own. Um, and, uh, but it was, uh, it was, it was really a, a sort of remarkable experience that took uh, a good four or five years to go from the uh, sort of initial creation of this uh, concerto uh, as sort of a germ of an idea to its you know final form. Um, and finally, uh, when I was uh, uh, a in my third year at the Colburn School in Los Angeles, so I had finished my master's at Rice. And I was doing a postgraduate diploma at the Colburn School. Um, this the concerto was truly and finally finished, and uh, so I recorded it with a group of volunteer students who, God bless them, <laughs> <laughs> you know, were willing to sort of you know spend the time and stick their necks out for me. And uh, it it was this actually you know just this really terrific recording. Um, and uh, so that's that's sort of how it's how it's come to be. And, you know, we've we've been shopping it around for a number of years, um, you know, trying to get orchestras to play it. And, and that's that's no mean feat either. I mean, you know, trying to just convince somebody to listen to it, just to get a conductor to listen to it is is really um, you have to know the person. Um, you can't just cold call them. You can't just send yeah. them scores because they have a stack of that somewhere you know, in their house or in their office that they'll never, you know, uh, look through or listen to. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate that Christopher Warren Green was willing to hear me out on this and, and uh, was, was willing to explore this piece. Um, and this will be the world premiere of this first movement with orchestra. The, this is the first time we've actually performed it live. So I am absolutely, you know, just as thrilled as I can be to be, you know, here this week playing this piece with the Charlotte Symphony. It sounds to me, too, that's a nice testament to the support you got from your family, that it all started as uh, what sounds like a really thoughtful graduation gift. You know, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was. I mean, you know, uh, my my parents, you know, they they know they're both musicians. They both played in the Milwaukee Symphony. My dad played bassoon. 
my mom played violin and they they know how hard it is to yeah. get out there as a musician and and they wanted to help out um i think they were sort of expecting that i would choose the instrument you know to for for them to help support me buy a bigger instrument but i chose a concerto and you know there's there's not a lot of t- uh repertoire out there for solo tuba and orchestra that gets played often um and so to have a piece that people really um, can sort of grab hold of as audience members and really latch onto um, as listeners is something that's exceptional. So you know, I, I hope I hope that whoever comes to this performance on Friday and Saturday uh, really uh, can connect with it. Without getting too technical for the folks who aren't musicians who listen to this uh, interview, what are some of the challenges of the piece? Oh boy. <laughs> well, the the piece draws a lot of inspiration from um uh John Williams uh tuba concerto. So John Williams, the John Williams of film score fame, uh had also written a lot of uh classical music. Um and he wrote a tuba, a tuba concerto. It's a really really great piece. Um one and one that at the time I was playing just over and over and over again. Um, so, uh, I played that piece for Mark and, uh, I think he found a fair amount of inspiration in that. Um, but Mark also has his own unique individual voice and a lot of composers, when they write for the solo tuba, they make use of the tuba's power as a solo instrument. You know, I mean, a a tuba can play very soft, um, and very low and it can play very loud and very high. Um, it can absolutely bury an orchestra if you're playing, you know, as, as loud as possible, um, above the bass clef staff. That's sort of what I'm used to. And, and for the most part, Mark didn't really write that way in this concerto in, in a lot of the ways it makes use of a lot of the tuba's technical abilities, but it's a much more introverted, much more restrained, uh, writing for the tuba. So, you know, it's, I have to really find ways to be expressive while also dialing back the dynamics. Um, and it's, but that's, that's a really interesting thing for me because it's not something that I'm used to doing. And it helps me develop uh, as a player a new way of expressing myself. How does it feel to be stepping out into the spotlight as a soloist? Uh, yeah, you're, you're usually there in the background. Now you will be out in front, so sure. to speak. Uh, is, is that a comfortable feeling for you? Is it something that comes with a certain amount of nerves? What's it like? Well, I'd say it's a pretty comfortable feeling. It's it's actually a little bit of both. Um, so uh, I've, I've done a lot of solo work um, as a tuba player. Uh, since I was about 20, well, actually, you know, I, I, I won some concerto competitions when I was 17, 18. So, you know, the, my first time playing in front of an orchestra, it was actually a concert band, uh, was when I was 17. I played the Vaughn Williams Concerto with the uh, Youth Wind Ensemble in Milwaukee. Um, and uh, I, I won some concerto competitions after that. Uh, Music Academy of the West out in Santa Barbara. It's a famous summer festival. Uh, I won that concerto competition a couple times. But it's a two-part answer because in spite of that, it's still exhilarating and a little bit terrifying. I get very nervous. Um, I I'm always uh, try to make sure that I'm in control of that. Um, sometimes I'll take a beta blocker um, just to make sure that, you know, 
primarily that uh, when you're playing the tuba, you have to make sure that you know all of your all of the breathing that you've planned out uh, is able to stay that way. Mm-hmm. And with a beta blocker, it ensures that your heart doesn't start beating too fast. If your heart starts beating too fast, it's using up more oxygen, and then that can mess up all the breathing that you've spent <laughs> weeks, months planning out. So, um, you know, occasionally a little bit of medication, but, you know, I mean, primarily, uh, it's, it's thrilling. It is, it is always a pure joy of mine to be able to play a solo for an audience because this is how, this is the easiest and most functional way for me to communicate as a musician with an audience, for me to communicate through music, um, you know, uh, what the composer intended, how I feel about a piece, what the piece is meant to convey, you know, and, and that that is just a, a true privilege and a, a very, for tuba players especially, a very rare privilege. So, I you know, I just enjoy every minute of it, you know, regardless of whether I'm nervous, regardless of how much I've done in the past. It's It's just, you know, to me, one of the great epitomes of being a musician. And it's going to be a rare opportunity for the audience members, too, to hear the tuba in this context. Let me wrap up with what I think will be hopefully a whimsical and and fun way to wrap this up. Now, a person who plays the trumpet is a trumpeter. Someone who plays the flute is a flutist. What do we call someone who plays the tuba? Ah, yes, that would make me a tubist. So that really is a word. It is a word. And I, I I like to use it quite a bit. Uh, some orchestras refer to their principal players as principal tuba or principal trumpet. But I'm not a walking tuba. <laughs> I'm a person who plays the tuba. So, yes, principal tubist. Well, my guest has been Aubrey Ford, principal tubist of the Charlotte Symphony. <laughs> and he'll be the soloist for The Lament from the Concerto for Tuba by Mark Petering. Aubrey, thanks for speaking with me and enjoy your time out in front of the orchestra for a change. Thank you so much, Frank. I look forward to seeing all of you on Friday or Saturday. Earlier, I spoke with Mark Petering about the work written for Aubrey, which is part of the CSO's Classical Series season finale concerts at the Knight Theater this weekend. For the WDAV Piedmont Arts Podcast, I'm Frank Dominguez. This has been the Piedmont Arts Podcast, presented by WDAV and powered by Ortho Carolina. Subscribe to this podcast at wdav.org slash subscribe. And follow us on Facebook for classical music news, humor, and programming updates. WDAV is a service of Davidson College supported by listeners like you. Find us on the radio at 89.9 FM and HD1, streaming at WDAV.org, or on our mobile app, available at Google Play and the iTunes App Store. Thanks for listening.